0: Welcome to another in the series of Spiritual Mind Power Affirmations based on Dr. Paul Leon Master's latest book. And it's available at metaphysics.com and on amazon.com. Today's topic is a fascinating one. It's your dreams as God's guidance. Um, This is such a deep subject. I typically will just take one page, which is one chapter at a time, And I'll meditate on it and write about it and think about it during the weekend. Um, This one was probably one of the most powerful ones we've discussed, um, including changing the dreams (laughs) that I've been having. Let's start with the affirmations. If you have the book, this is on page 35. It starts with nightly. I am aware that I dream and that whether I remember my dreams or not, God's presence at the center of my mind is influencing my dreams for my physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Now, I'm repeating, and if you wish to repeat um, as I go, you can. I am aware that I dream and that whether I remember my dreams or not, God's presence is at the center of my mind, influencing my dreams from my physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. And that's a very good point to remember because we talk a lot about God's presence and then we forget that like, well, yes, of course, God's presence is always there and it's there when we are dreaming as well. In fact, sometimes it's more so there because We're not doing things and thinking things as much. We're actually delving into higher realms of consciousness many times while we're sleeping and dreaming. The next one is symbols. I understand that most of the content of my dreams are symbols representing an associated reality in my thinking. Repeating, I understand that most of the content of my dreams are symbols representing an associated reality in my thinking. Now, of course, uh, this relates very deeply to the work of Dr. Carl Carl Jung, which I'll go into in a bit. Um, Dr. Carl Jung was amazing, an amazing psychiatrist who did a lot of deep work on symbols and dreams, and uh, actually change the way people thought about the archetypes as well. The next one is symbol examples. I understand, as an example, that death in a dream may symbolize death of old patterns of living, behavior, or belief, or that birth may symbolize a newness to my way of life. Repeating, I understand, as an example, that death in a dream may symbolize death of old patterns of living, behavior, or belief, or that birth may symbolize a newness to my way of life. Again, just an example of of some of the work that's been done on dreams and symbology. The next one is current evaluation. I understand that God's presence may symbolically let my conscious mortal self know what I have overcome in myself, or what I currently need to work on, or what I need to improve in the future. This is a very interesting one. Um, And it lets us understand this guidance we get through dreams. Repeating, I understand that God's presence may symbolically let my conscious mortal self know what I have overcome in myself or what I currently need to work on or what I need to improve in the future. Now, this is really talking very deeply about the guidance you get in dreams. Um, Somatic, God's presence within me that is aware of the health of my body may, through my dream content, inform me about the condition of my body health-wise. I was just reading about a famous actor who actually dreamt that he had a brain tumor um, and it impacted him so much They actually went to the doctor and they didn't see it at first and then they did indeed find it and if he had not had that dream he wouldn't have found the tumor. Repeating somatic, God's presence within me that is aware of my health, of my body, may through my dream content inform me about the condition of my body health-wise. Repeating dreams. I understand that repeating dreams are doing so because the awareness of what God is communicating has either not been accepted or understood by the conscious, personal, ego part of the mind. Repeating dreams again. I understand that repeating dreams are doing so because the awareness of what god is communicating has either not been accepted or understood by the conscious personal ego part of the mind yes it takes like a groundhog day <laughs> sometimes it's going over and over and over to get it right um You saw that movie, right? Groundhog Day. I love that movie. Interpreting. God's presence at the center of my mind intuitively guides me to correctly interpret the symbols and meanings of my dreams. Repeating. God's presence at the center of my mind intuitively guides me To correctly interpret the symbols and the meanings of my dreams. This goes very deep, of course, as well, because there's been a lot of talk about interpretation of dreams, and you can even get apps um, that have interpretations of dreams, but the reality is um, that it's sometimes something inside ourselves that only we are aware of, and we need to actually be able to interpret our own dreams because we understand really what's going on and that way you build that bridge between that God's presence of what's being symbolized in your dreams to your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. It's a great bridge. And the last one here is cooperative dream time. I cooperate with God's presence trying to inform me through my dreams by declaring every night before falling asleep That God is guiding me through the dreams I dream tonight and always. This is probably a good one to keep by your bedside. Repeating, I cooperate with God's presence, with trying to inform me through my dreams by declaring every night before falling asleep that God is guiding me through the dreams I dream Tonight, and always. There's been a lot of work done with this, and there's also been a lot of work done with programming for your health. Your body is actually healing itself as well while you sleep, and it's very valuable to um, if you have a an issue that you need to take care of. To program your mind to work on that particular issue while you're sleeping, and if you have an answer you need to a question, you can also Put that thought out there and program yourself to find that answer while you're sleeping. A good night's sleep, as we probably all know, is vital for every human being to survive. Now, an average person may sleep eight hours a day. And that means an average person will sleep 229,961 hours in their lifetime, or basically one-third of your life spent in sleep and the average person has three to five dreams per night now that's they're saying the average person now some may have up to seven however most dreams are immediately or quickly forgotten and of course dreams tend to last longer as the night progresses and during a full eight-hour night sleep most dreams occur in the typical two hours of rapid eye movement time otherwise known as rem now this is, this is just the um, statistics there. There's a lot more going on than we may currently know during our dream time. There are some very, very deep places that people who are spiritually awake can go to. You go to the astral realms, you go to higher realms, you can have entirely other places you go to visit and work in. Um, you carry on another whole part of your existence during your dream time and the part that makes it even more interesting is that many in very mystical people say that life is but a dream Um, remember that wonderful one row 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 your boat gently down the stream merrily 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 life is but a dream so are we awake when we're awake or are we dreaming when we're (laughs) awake (laughs) and can we awaken from the dream of life. Uh, you know, dreams are also an important part of many biblical stories and passages. I mean, think about them, the dreams there and the divine symbols of the Lord himself sharing wisdom that changes the course of history. Some dreams present a real clear example of what could go wrong if the way of God is abandoned. Um, there's been many biblical uh, verses about dreams Um remember this one we both had dreams they answered but there is no one to interpret them then joseph said to them do not interpretations belong to god tell me your dreams (laughs) Uh, you know we go through so much while we're in these other states of consciousness and i highly recommend getting carl jung's book on dreams here's a few points to reflect on about dreams One, we can do work on other levels of our soul's being. Our soul is there, as is God's presence. And our soul has many levels and many lifetimes. And so our soul is connecting a lot through our dream time. Two, we also can get answers to important questions. Important things in our lives can be guided by our dreams. Three, we can visit and have visits from loved ones and from ones who have passed on while we're dreaming. Um, And that one, oh, I've had many times, I don't know about you, but I have had many visitations from people who have passed on. Um, I had a couple from Dr. Masters uh, when he was ill and and getting close to passing. And um, I had a dream one night that he came to me and gave me a very big hug and then he turned around and walked out of this blue room opened the door and walked into the light and that was before I heard he passed on I knew that he had passed on Um, there are also um, dreams that are teaching dreams these are dreams that will as we mentioned in the affirmations teach us lessons give us guidance things that we should definitely listen to I had a dream like that that was very interesting. This dream was amazing. Um, and it's interesting, when you have those deep dreams that come from the higher realms of spirit, these are dreams that you remember many, many, many years later. This one was a very deep, symbolic and, and, and dream that I had over... Oh, this had to be 35 years ago. I was living in Santa Rosa um, by the Russian River at the time, and I'd been working at a station I'd started there, KVRE Radio... And um, I'd been only there for about four or five months, and I was doing the morning show. And I had a dream one time. I fell asleep, and I dreamt I was in a waiting room. And this waiting room was crowded full of people. And I asked someone, where are we going? What are we here for? What are we waiting for? And they said, oh, this is everyone who's died, and we're just waiting to see where we'll be going. And, I, and the person said, go look. at. There's a podium over there with the book. Go look there to see. So I looked at this book and it was interesting, this old podium with this very big old book. And as I looked down, visual images came to all these places I could have been in my life or could have chosen. And then I saw one that was right by where I was living, the Russian River. And I decided just to jump into that place and go there. And I came back to my body. I woke up and realized I'd chosen not to die, but to live. And I felt very elated. And uh, about a week later, I was driving to go riding on my horse, and um, then more symbology happened. There was a—I got on the horse to go out, and there was a rattlesnake on the gate to open. Um, I got out, and my horse threw me. And uh, when I was riding, and I landed on the ground, and um, I had to crawl back to the stable, and I made it to the hospital. And um, after a week of tests, they said they had to open me up and do surgery. My lungs were filling with fluid and they couldn't figure out what was causing it. And it turned out that I had a tumor. And when I had been thrown by my horse, my rib had broken and it had hit the exact place that I had the tumor. And if my horse had not thrown me, I wouldn't have known about the tumor. They took out about a third of my lung and I overcame it, of course, And because uh, that was many years ago and I'm still here. Um, but that dream let me know something was going to happen that I'd chosen to live and I got through that kind of knowing and remembering that I'd chosen to live and my horse saved my life. Actually the spirit of my horse was working with God and saved my life. Um, The next thing is that uh, dreams can help us to find healing and wholeness and reconnect us to the uh, living spiritual world. Um, many times our dreams are really there to lead us to the next level. Um, Carl Jung um, was a famous Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst who founded analytical psychology. He, he knew Dr. Freud and had a different way of thinking than Freud, although they knew each other. they Freud had a, didn't have the spiritual bent that um, Carl Jung had, and his work has been very influential in psychiatry. He was one of Dr. Master's favorite psychiatrists, and when I began with Dr. Masters at the age of 14, I, um, I was trained uh, in Carl Jung's um, and dreams. Um, I don't think that's happening at this time, but at that time, that was part of our training before we became ministers. The book is um, Man and His Symbols, and it actually is strange because this book owes its existence to one of Carl Jung's own dreams. The psychologist dreamt that his work was understood by a wide public, Rather than just by psychiatrists. And therefore, he agreed to write and edit this book. And the book examines the full world of the unconscious and the symbols um, that are revealed in dreams. And uh, Carl Jung has uh, really influenced a lot of people. And I recommend really looking up some of his books. Um, we also can realize that there are symbols that work in our dreams and in our lives as well. Um, you know, the unconscious is always trying to give us some guidance, and that can go over into dreams. But sometimes dreams do seem more real than being awake. And when we have these dreams that I was expressing, the colors can be brighter, the energy more intense. Um, They're dreams that we wake up and we feel like we'd been someplace else and we remember them, right? Sometimes when we have a very active night of dreams and we are doing work on other levels or in other countries or other places in an astral body, we can wake up and be tired because we really have had a very, very, very busy night and we don't remember where we've been and what we've done many times. I wrote this poem as I read, I meditate every morning and then I've been studying this book and then I read a little bit and then I write a poem. This is what I wrote this week on this one. Oh, to know that we are dreaming and embrace life as a dream and still have the power to awaken and be aware of what this dream means to sleep in maya's astral realms and journey through time and space to that mystic state of being and remember your chosen waking place the mind is stuff of your own making through all the many veils it strays there's always some inner alarm clock waiting that says it's time to face the day awaken all you sleeping ones do not be afraid for god's love was created to guide you and find your way. Now, that other part of dreams that I was talking about is the waking dream. Shakespeare said, we are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. And um, I love *Midsummer's Night's Dream. Did you ever see that? Oh my gosh, what a great movie. If you get a chance, there's some good ones. You should read the book as well. The Midsummer Night's Dream is... I find all of Shakespeare's work very, very symbolic. He was an enlightened writer. Um, and again, I know there's questions of whether it was he or someone else or a combination, but definitely I'm someone who was enlightened. You know, if we are indeed talking about this dream we're living, this Maya, I mean, possibly we even find that this whole earth, this whole planet is a dream that we came here and came to learn from and. It's an ancient rock in space that was born, maybe, in creation's dream. But it's also a sacred world where we're given this chance to be free, and we can learn, and every day we can get meditate, we connect with God, we can find out what our soul's destiny is in that meditation. Um, we have been given this life as an experiment, this chance to live and this form we have as God, God and form joined in one. And, um, you know, hopefully we remember and we do awaken, you know, to the truth of our destiny, that we're here to help others and learn ourselves and to raise our consciousness up to that awakening I was talking about. It, there's so many keys that are found in mysticism, there's so many keys that are found in meditation. Um, and indeed, in meditation, it's funny, many people, when they're beginning to meditate, they fall asleep. Um, and that happens. I, I had a friend who uh, tries to meditate you know, every morning and then says, I, I can't meditate at night because I fall asleep. I said, well, that's perfect. That's, the way, that's a great way to go. You meditate at night, and then you fall into that higher level of consciousness. But indeed, um, that meditation is that bridge that we can actually get to. But the dreams can take us to states we can even get further in dreams than we sometimes do in meditation. So what to do? Um, Maybe, again, remember before you go to sleep to program yourself, to to remember to ask for answers, to program your mind if you need healing. Remember um, when you study dreams, and I have found this all week long, your dreams get more vibrant and aware as you become conscious of the power of these dreams. So remember to write down your dreams. Remember to reflect on your dreams. Remember to learn from your dreams. Remember that you can get guidance from your dreams. Um, Your dreams are such an important tool and they're universal. I, I really also, if you're in studying metaphysics and if you're a student in metaphysics, perhaps take some time to study dreams and maybe even go into the field of helping people understand their dreams. It's a very vital subject. And there's very little prejudice against it. It's not a religion. It's something everyone needs and everyone can learn from. Um, There's such a magic in dreams. And um, that magic can be learned and used for in our lives. So again, this has been a great subject. And it's been very interesting studying it this week and reflecting on it. And uh, again, I highly recommend um, Dr. Master's book and Carl Jung's book. I'm going to close out today's talk with the Aramaic Lord's Prayer, as I do. Father, Mother of the Cosmos, shimmering light of all, focus your light within us as we breathe your holy breath. Enter the sanctuary of our hearts, uniting within us the sacred rays of your power and beauty. Let your heart's desire unite heaven and earth through our sacred union. Help us fulfill what lies within the circle of our lives today. Forgive our secret fears as we freely choose to forgive the secret fears of others. Let us not enter into forgetfulness tempted by false appearances. For from your astonishing fire comes the eternal song, which sanctifies all, renewed eternally in our lives, And throughout creation. I'm Reverend Dr. Cindy Palos, and I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Today's talk was based on spiritual mind power affirmations, based on Dr. Paul Leon Master's latest book, Practical Mystical Spiritual Inspiration Applied to Your Life. It's 130 pages of affirmations which I think you'll find very helpful to shed old mental and emotional patterns and connect with your higher universal mind for guidance. And I highly recommend getting it. You can get it at metaphysics.com and at amazon.com. And I have all of these different talks that I've been giving. I think this is the number 14 in in the series. If you go to mysticalperspectives, mysticalperspectives.com, You can listen to the entire series there and also see some notes. I thank you so much for listening and being a part of today's metaphysical, mystical perspectives. Thank you.